This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. It's all you need to know about the tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. Hey, and welcome into episode number nine of the Rosie Report, recapping Sunday's activities in Goodyear, Arizona at Tribe Spring Training. And before the Indians left for Mesa to take on the Oakland Athletics, some tough news in terms of protocols and covid it impacted two of the Indians players, Jose Ramirez and also Franmil Reyes, both away from the team for an undetermined amount of time now because of a protocol violation. Terry Francona, tribe manager, explained on Sunday morning the situation. The other day after we played the Cubs, you know, they, they drove over like they're allowed to do, and then they, I think Franmil went to get a haircut. And our medical people learned about it, so they asked him about it. And then he volunteered that they had actually gone to dinner and were indoors. And it was he and Hosey, and there was a number of other, I think, players and people, but so we we sent them home and we self-reported to the league what they did and then turned it over to the league and we're following we're waiting to hear back how we, you know, we they have not had access to the to, to us from that time. Now we're waiting for the league to tell us what we can do and when we can do. Okay, so they've not been around any of their teammates since the Cubs game. Is that what you're saying? They came in that morning and were sent immediately sent home. Okay, okay. Now have they? Um... Have they been retested or anything like that yet, or is this just a, a situation of, of isolation? No, they have been retested, um, as everybody is. This is now, though, a, a league protocol thing. Okay. Um, again, our, our, our medical – we're pretty fortunate here. We have some medical people that are right on top of things. And they came right to me, and they said, look, this is what we're doing. We're informing the league. And, and just – the players themselves actually self-reported that they they had made a mistake. And, you know, so we told them, we said, this is not our rules. These are the rules that the Players Association of Major League Baseball came up with. We have to enforce them. And it's just those two? Yes. We should have more information, I would I think, later today about that, um, hopefully. Have you, have you spoken to both of them? Did you, did you need to find out exactly what was going on? Um, we, we did. We spoke to both of okay. them. They were, um, they were both upfront and honest with us about what happened. And, you know, I think it's probably how we deal with it, probably a little bit different 
you know, Fran Mill, this is, you know, kind of a repeat offender and just, you know, again, we're not trying to put guys in the penalty box. We don't want, we tried to talk to guys almost every day that, Hey, this is going to happen. If, you know, it doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not, these are the protocols that are in place and we got to live by. You know, I know the rules are the rules, but is there understanding that there probably is a little fatigue for everybody in dealing with this over the last year or so? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I get it. I do get it. I think I, I have it too. I think, you know, everybody wants to get rid of your mask and be nice to go sit in a restaurant. Those aren't the conditions we're playing under. And, and I also know these guys are young and, you know, it, it's, it's not normal to be cooped up. It doesn't have to be just baseball. It's, it's everybody. It's, it's life. But there are, these are the rules that we're playing under. And the more we follow them, the better chance it gets us to, to be a complete baseball team. Because right now we've lost a couple of guys for, I don't know, two, three, four days. That doesn't help. So again, it remains to be seen how long both players will be away from the team, but it will be for at least a couple of days longer. Meanwhile, the team headed over to Mesa to take on the Oakland Athletics. Oakland won the ball game 9-4, a seven-inning contest. Adam Pletko allowed three runs in the first inning, including two home runs. Meanwhile, offensively, the Indians perked up a bit after being shut out on Saturday. They came back with a four-run effort led by a solo home run from Austin Hedges. We had a chance to visit with Hedges earlier in the spring and talk to him about a variety of subjects. All right, Austin, uh, you come in for your, your first camp with the Indians uh, and, and you get here with a couple of months with the team under your belt. Uh, how beneficial was at least a little bit of time after a trade uh, as you look at it now heading into spring training? I was huge. I mean, uh, I'm lucky to be with a group of guys that, that welcomed me in with open arms so immediately. So having a month or so with them felt like a season. So coming in here, I'm not introducing myself and you know really needing to know Uh, what makes everybody tick. I got at least a little bit of an idea. So it makes it easy to just now, uh, instead of establishing relationships, how now I get to grow them um, and start to learn and understand these guys. So um, that, that month or so, you know, regardless of, you know, not playing a whole lot, I still got to learn a whole lot about guys and get to know them pretty well. First time you've been traded after the, it was the team that drafted and developed you Uh, looking back on it hard for a little bit, or, or were you able to get past that pretty quick? You know, man, I, I, I just have my, my I got to tip my cap to this organization because the the transition took about two days. I bet 48 hours into being in this organization, I was like, this feels good. This feels right. I feel welcome. I feel like it just it, it feels like a bunch of guys that fit my mold of, you know, get to business, show up, get your work in, respect each other, go home, come back and do it the next day just to it. Uh, it, it flowed very well with the way that I feel like I like to go about my business. And at the same time, I feel like uh, what I bring to the table is valued in uh, being able to catch and take care of the pitching staff. And so, uh, you know, obviously the first couple of days were probably a little bit weird, like you said, you know, hadn't been traded yet. Um, you know, been in an organization for 10 years. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm so blessed that, uh, that, um, that that transition happened so smoothly. Because of your position, obviously, communication and getting to know pitchers is such a big key. Uh, how do you go about making sure that process goes as quickly as possible here this spring for pitchers that, that maybe you're catching up with a little bit or seeing for the first time? 
Yeah. So, I mean, bullpen's got to be my best friend. That's where I have to treat every single pitch like it's a game. And if you, I have to learn how his pitches are moving and, you know, where it's got to start for me to block for how I'm going to receive. But more importantly than that, the way that I feel like I develop relationships with my pitchers is more clubhouse and off the field is getting to know them as a human being. If I know how you are, you know, if I know how Tristan McKenzie is as Tristan, not as, you know, the guy on TV, now I know, you know, everybody's got their insecurities, their motivators, their, you know, what gets them right. So if I learn you as a person and can show you that I care about you as a person, that your career matters to me, then I feel like that trust level starts to happen really naturally because that's essentially what my job is. My job is just to make sure that dude is out there not giving up runs so he can get paid and the team can win. It's a win, win, win. So as long as they feel like they got that trust and communication with me, then uh, then I feel like the catching side ends up kind of taking care of itself. I heard you before you came in talking about how impressed you were with with some of the pitching here and the talent. Uh, you came from a team that, that was really building and that had some really good talent. Um, not, not asking you to compare, but um, what is it about certain teams that, that set them apart? And, and in this case, maybe this spring has you feeling really good about the Indians. I think it's just like an organizational philosophy, just from, from top to bottom, everyone on the same page. Like I, I, I was just so amazed how, you know, the, the strength coach is talking to the trainer who's talking to the hitting coach who's talking to me. So what I'm working on the hitting side, I'm getting trained on, I'm getting the strength side on the pitchers are just so detailed with their biomechanics where if they, they know if they're throwing the ball right to the right place, you know, less thinking about what the hitters doing. just, I'm going to do me the best that I can be. And it really seems from top to bottom, they do a really good job here of bringing the best version of each individual out to a collective awesome unit. And being with a West Coast team and a National League team to boot, how much did you know about the Indians before the trade? Were you able to keep up much? Um, you know, the only thing I knew about the Indians was all my friends that got traded over here before me. <laughs> There's, it's it's a growing legion, I think, on both clubs right it really now. Is, it really is. And what about the the players who came with you? Um, what do you see in them, and and how big a benefit can they be, especially uh, not only today but down the road? I mean, I, I couldn't be more thrilled with the group that came over with me. I think everyone got to see what what Josh and Cal are capable of, and those are going to be guys that dominate the big leagues for a long time. Um, I mean, I think they're special, special players, but. But the rest of the guys, too, I was just mentioning before, too, I think Gabriel Arias is uh, a very special player. The way he – it's it's some of the cleanest shortstop I've ever seen. Like, you you can tell uh, shortstop comes very naturally to him. He's a good athlete. He's so young and he's strong. I think uh, uh, for our – you know, it's, it's not easy losing Frankie Lindor, but uh, I think uh, this kid's got a really good opportunity to um, fill in his shoes and, and um, you know, bring Cleveland another elite shortstop. And personally, obviously, you have that great reputation uh, for what you do behind the plate. Uh, you've had some some stretches where you've hit for some power and things like that. What are you trying to get to offensively to be a good contributor? I'm just uh, worked. I did a whole lot of strategy this offseason, a whole lot of training to be really visual, be really visual and see the ball really well, kind of slow it down. And, um, you know, obviously, uh I plan on I, I plan on doing a whole, not a whole lot of talking and just playing loud. I just want I just want to get out there and let my play. I want to show you know I want to show the world. I want to show myself um, what I'm capable of, and I have a lot of high expectations for that. And I plan on playing real loud to show everyone. 
Spring training, uh, you get here and it's a chance to to get back to playing again. What, what does it mean to you after an off season to to come to Arizona and, and start that process all over again? And for you, it's it's been a lot of years now in pro ball. It's uh, it's it's just become my life. You know, it's you got you got your off season, you got your spring training, you got your season, like kind of a three part year. And uh, the beauty of spring training is it's just there's so much excitement for you know everybody's coming into camp expecting to have the season of their life. So right now is, is some of the most fun you can have because you're just going to get, try and get better and better and better, just engine for, for when April 1st comes and you can just, you can just go do it. Cause we've all been working so hard since the end of the, se- the end of the season. And um, I mean, I think everyone's just chomping at the bit to go show how hard they've worked and, and then spring training is just the best opportunity to do that. That's catcher Austin Hedges acquired from San Diego in last summer's trade involving the Padres and Indians that sent Mike Clevenger to San Diego. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, downloading this podcast. Also, thanks to Bart Swain, Courtberry Tripp, and Austin Controllis for their help in lining up our interviews in the Zoom world that we are in. Until our next episode, hopefully tomorrow, thanks so much for downloading and tuning in to the Rosie Report Spring Training Edition. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. This has been the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.